This is the Shetler Show. I feel really good now. Keep drinking that energy. Best off. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make up. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Make Microphone check. One, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know? Sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like, I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like, it's like we it's take like over the street. street. All right, guys, what's up? This is the Shetler Show. We're back. Um, I'm going to get into the commercials real quick. Um, first off is Solstice Skate Shop, New Bedford, Mass. If you listen to the podcast before, you've definitely heard me talk about Solstice, but um, that was where I first learned about skating. My homie Jay Vasconcelos opened up the shop. He's been holding down for about 18 years. Definitely not getting rich off of owning a skate shop, but definitely getting to live and enjoy skateboarding and spread skateboarding to all the kids around and build hype. So, Jay, it's definitely a labor of love for him, and he's a rad-ass dude. So if you're ever in the New Bedford area, you want to check out a sick skate shop, Solstice Skate Shop. And you can follow him on Instagram at SolsticeSkateboarding.com. I mean, at SolsticeSkateboarding, and also the website, SolsticeSkateboarding.com. And then uh, All I Need, All I Need Skateboards. Check out the website, AllIneedSkate.com, at All I Need Skate on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever else, YouTube. You name it, we got it. Um... My guest today, um, what can I say? He's a hustler like myself, a man of many things. He's, he's running a lot of things, trying to make things happen, and uh, reminds me of myself quite a bit. So, um, yeah, this is Rod James. Say what up, man. What's going on? What up? <laughs> man, I'm psyched to have you on the show, dude. Psyched to be on the show. <laughs> <Tell> you. <laughs> um, I kind of want to just start out like... Um, Kind of figure out how you got your first board. What was your first introduction to skateboarding? First introduction was to skateboarding uh, was through my older brother. You know, we um, were from Williamsburg, Virginia, small town, just forty-five minutes away from Virginia Beach. So my older brother used to play soccer. He used to um, go to the beach with his friends, and they used to kind of skate and kind of just like you know, just hang out by the beach. And uh, in Virginia Beach. Mount Trashmore, a lot of his friends would go there and just check out, like, you know, the basically the vert skating. And, I mean, skateboarding in the 80s was kind of like the cool thing. And he just um, ended up with a board, brought it home, and uh, me and my twin brother actually just kind of just picked up on it. Oh, so you have a third brother? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's you, Steve. And then Steve we have and an older brother named Craig. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. sick. And he's, uh, you know, he basically got us into it and uh, was kind of like, hey, the thing that was crazy about it, because it was one board and it was two of us. So <laughs> we had to share this thing, you know what I mean? And uh, Which is fine at first. It's fine at first, <laughs> but, you know, when you got somebody that found something that they're really into, it's kind of hard to kind of share something. But, you know, we did it actually for a couple of years. And, uh, man, that's how we got hooked um, uh, in skating. Are you, a, you and Steve the same age? Uh, yeah. 
sick, man. We're the same. Legit twins. Like legit twins. The he, same time and everything. Same time. He, he's <laughs> older than me by five minutes. And you know what? He lets me know it. <laughs> so he lets me know it. But um, but yeah, man. I guess that's uh, we both got introduced to it at the same time, which is awesome. Yeah, you know. So uh, we've been uh, skating, man, twenty years. You know? Damn, it's so crazy I to know. think that. So crazy. Yeah, I yeah. forget how old I am, and then someone asked me that question, and I'm like. Oh man, it's been like seventeen years, and then I'm like, "Whoa, this seems like forever yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. Like, man, how long you been on that thing? Yeah. Yeah, Twenty years. How's your how how um how's your parents feel? How did they feel about you getting involved with skateboarding and just how they how were they cool with it? Well, they were pretty cool with it. Um, you know, they they didn't think that it was anything that we were serious about. I mean, we pretty much had tried all the traditional sports. Kind of really didn't really click with any of those. Um, you know, soccer and, you know, basketball. And me and my brother love art. So we're into drawing and just, like, being creative. So the graphics, which was one of the biggest things that, like, drew us to skating also. Yeah. You know, you got, like, the old just, like, Santa Cruz graphics, old pile graphics. And we're just like, dude, the graphics is sick. And, I mean, you can go out and pretty much do your own thing in skating. There was no rules. My parents kind of just felt like, okay, this is something they're picking up and they're trying, so we'll just go let them do it. Yeah. Anything, as long as they're not getting in trouble, you guys can go and do it. And uh, so, yeah, they had no problems with it. That's from, right, from man. From the start. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my brother skates as well, Sammy. He's a little younger than me. Oh, uh, okay. How how, uh, how young is he? He's four years younger, so I'm 32 now, so 28. Um, and it was just cool having a brother who, like, loves skating as much as I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, like just having yeah. him be like, come back and just have that smile and that feeling of learning a new new trick and just like, my brother's the shit and I miss him very much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he's yeah. in Australia right now. He found a he he got married to a beautiful lady and moved to Australia, which so, is paradise out there. So, so he married Australia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been running it, man. Um, okay, I'm gonna open this up real quick. I want to see where we can start. I had I wrote down some questions. Um, not even questions, just like um, topics that I knew I wanted to talk to you about, but I want to kind of go in order or try to. All right, first I want to ask is how you ended up moving to California. Moving out to California, the skate mecca. Yeah, well, from Virginia. From Virginia. Coming from a small town, I mean, basically, um, we skated all the local contests and pretty much had fun doing all that, and we had a shop sponsor. 17th Street Skate Shop, which was one of the, the biggest shops in the area. And me and my brother were sponsored by this uh, the shop, did all the contests, and just had fun. And those dudes really supported like us and skateboarding. And they used to buy products uh, from Zorlac Skateboards. Oh, yeah, Zorlac. Zorlac Skateboards, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're a, you're a kid, you're in a small town, and, you know, your dream is... You know, to get hooked up one day and, you know, to, to go out to Cali and just, like, just check things out, you know. I mean, because on the East Coast, um, as you know, you can travel, like, to the Carolinas. You can travel up to D.C. It's just a car ride. Yeah. You know, but Cali was just so far away and you would see, like, all the videos and see all this stuff you want to skate. So, 
I never really planned on moving to California. It's pretty much like, hey, I'm diehard East Coast. You know how we are. We're diehard (laughs) East Coast. You know, we're the blue collar. We work hard. We skate hard. We skate crusty spots. You know, we deal with, like, the seasons and all that. So, um, pretty much, we wanted to get, like, you know, a sponsor. And Zorlac Skateboards was... um, was doing really well in the 17th Street stores. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much at the time, they just had, like, many logo decks. So, at the time, that was what was affordable to the kids. And we actually uh, just wanted to see if we can get hooked up, you know, by the by, uh, by Zorak Skateboards because our shop sponsor used to floor us those decks. That's right. So, we were like, okay, that's cool. Like, are these guys looking to hook up anyone? And um, the buyer at the time said, hey, you know what? You got some footy. We'll get it over to these guys. Let them check you guys out. And Damn, uh, that's we cool. did that. And, you know, they said, you know what? We're pretty much hyped on what you guys are doing. You're riding the product. Hey. You're riding for this shop. You guys seem like you're doing the right thing in the area. You love skateboarding. And, you know, so they actually offered us just to come out and just check California out. Sick. Zorlac was pretty much like just, uh, you know, at the time, just... You know, a company was trying to make its way back into skateboarding, so it wasn't one of the popular brands. But you know what? We're getting free wood. I didn't have to pay for it. These guys said, hey, come out to California and uh, check it out. You got a couch. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Let me get the plane ticket, and you know what? I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically came out, stayed out for about two weeks, and said, you know what? This is all right, man. I'm feeling this. You're like 70 degree weather year yeah, round. I'm, I'm feeling this. <laughs> so, so, so all of a sudden, my diehard East Coast attitude is like, you know what? In the winter, when I'm chilling on the couch or skating on a local indoor skate park, which was a good skate park, Virginia Beach skate park, you know, uh, it's pieced out now. But you know, I mean, that's all we had during the winter. Yeah. And um, 70 degrees weather, like you said, all year round, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's um, all different walks of life, you know, basically, that's out in Southern California. So that actually worked for me, too. So um, that's how we actually, my first step to come out to California yeah, was through those guys. It seems like California is, I mean, it is a melting pot, man. It seems like people just come here from all over the place. Like, especially the skateboard side of things. Like, kids come from, fuck, you name it. They yeah. come to this. This is the Mecca. Like, when I lived out here, when I rode for Birdhouse for two years, it was like everyone here, none of them were from here. That's what I said. Nobody's from California. Yeah, everyone's you know? coming. And it's just like during the holidays, Christmas, everybody's going home. I'm like, dude, you're not from here either? Like, no, I'm from, like, Cleveland or, like, you know, Jayville or, like, anywhere. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I think, like, that's how, like, skateboarders, you know, um, whenever you see a skateboarder that's anywhere out in the country, it's pretty much like a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Even if you don't know that guy, you can see, like, him, like, holding his board in the airport or something. Like, dude, I connect with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so that's just a rad thing about, like, California. So many different walks of life. Yeah, it's very rad, man. Um, All right, so moving along, moving along, moving along. I wanted to get into finesse because I actually remember finesse. Like, even when I was, like, when I was young. Man, you guys have been doing... What's what's the deal with yeah. finesse? How did that start? Where where did uh, the beginning? Well, what a lot of people don't know is how finesse started was um, back to the Zorlac thing. Um, so... 
just to kind of just let everybody know how that worked. Yeah, out. please, please. Um, come out to California. Actually, had a job offer from Syndrome Whoa, Distribution, sick. which is actually what uh, the brand that actually started um, started Zorlac. So actually, those guys offered us a job in the warehouse. Oh. Like, hey, you know what? You guys actually are going to ride for us. We're going to give you a job, a place to sleep. So it took me all about two weeks to figure out that's an easy decision for me to make. <laughs> so came out and basically had a job just to skate and just pursue the dream of skateboarding. And uh, came out and uh, it was also to learn the business. Hey. You know, the skateboard business, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, um, a lot of people don't know it's uh, who you know and building relationships and basically just learning how everything works. So yeah. that's pretty much what we wanted to do. And on the creative side, like I was saying, me and my brother are really into art, really into designing and doing our own thing. So um, we learned everything from syndrome distribution on how to actually start a brand, how to run a brand. Uh, working with those guys, they show me. Um, actually shipping, sales, just everything. Yeah. So um, I was with Syndrome for about like six years, um, helping them build brands, doing marketing, doing sales. And uh, I had the opportunity to go and work at another woodshop, a woodshop called Bearback. Oh, sick. Was, I remember Bearback. Bearback, which is right down the street from uh, Syndrome. I feel like they did a bunch of deluxe wood. They did right? a bunch of deluxe wood. They did a lot of brands, real good product. And I was at the point where I wanted to actually venture out and try to, um, you know, start a brand. Yeah. You know, so my brother actually on the artistic side, he actually um, is a really talented artist. And he wanted to put uh, his graphics on canvas, so to speak. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he actually we said, hey, let's go ahead and do this thing. So I got a job with that woodshop. And the owner of that woodshop actually helped us um, get set up and kick off the brand for that skateboards. Hell yeah. And uh, you know what? It's one of those things is a dream true, as you know, start your own brand. Yeah, it's a definitely. I mean, it could be stressful. It could be uh, challenging. But it's the most rewarding thing, man, I'm yeah. telling you. So, um, you know, we made moves and did that. And that's how that was about 2000. One, that's when Finesse was Damn, born. that's so rad because yeah. with all I need, like with my brand, all I need, I'm so stoked. Like my friend Paul Francis, like he, his artwork's so sick, and I'm so hyped to like be able to put his artwork onto a canvas, like you said, onto the skateboard. Mm -hmm. It must be very cool for your brother to do that, mm -hmm. to work with him, and to be able to team up and just put his art out there and just get it out there. I must, you guys must trip when you see people ride it. Oh yeah, you see <laughs> people riding your boards and stuff, and I mean, you don't even know this kid. I'm like, dude, like that's it's cool. Such a blessing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, uh, Put your hard, uh, hard-earned work into like a product and your passion, and then you see somebody support it. It's like, dude, that just makes me feel like, man, okay, this is actually like we live in a dream. Yeah. How, yeah sure. how long has finesse been around? Uh, about two thousand two, two thousand three. Oh wow! Kind of was putting things together in two thousand one. That's sick, man. So, and it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, let's just start it up. Whatever cash you got. Yeah. And we just kind of actually had relationships built, like with shops and with uh, actually like the wood shop and just like how to get things made. So it was pretty easy just to get it going. That's uh, right. You know, I mean, just uh, have a budget and just uh, go for it. Uh, you, it's, it's a lot of, uh, I would say, OJT 
on the job training. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like you just don't jump into it. And when anybody who started a skateboard company, they know it's no rule book to how to start a company. Yeah. You basically just know that you want to uh, basically put your ideas into this company and just see how it works out. Yeah. And I mean, that's the best part about it. So, so like, like, um, like I was saying in the beginning, it takes like a hustle mentality. You got to kind of just like get in there, figure things out, and then just kind of hustle to figure out how to make things work and just capitalize when you can capitalize and like build relations. And you definitely got to have a good work ethic to keep it going, keep it growing. It's not an easy thing at all. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's not like you're getting into it to – you know, make a million bucks or anything like that. You just have, uh, you know, idea and you just have, you know, things that you just want to see happen. And, I mean, it's just like going out and just, like, learning a trick. You just want to start, like, like, hey, you know, I have this vision in my head. I just want to see if I can make it a reality. Hey. And, you know, so we actually have done that. And, um, I mean, it's just been awesome, man. Do you guys have, um, do you have a team for Finesse? Yeah, we do have a team. Um, we have, uh, man. One of our good friends and legend, Neil Mims. Oh, sick. You know, Neil's the man. Yeah, Neil's on the team. He's, uh, you know, just, man, we've known Neil for like probably over like 12, 13 years. He does a skate um, camp? He does, skate academy, yeah, right? Yeah, he does a skate academy, Neil Mims uh, Skate Academy. And basically, he just takes all these kids like they want to get into skateboarding. He gives them like a unique experience. Sick. By taking them to like the barracks, taking them like the syndrome, taking them like, uh, to like Arto Sari's house to skate his pool. Wow. Something that you don't normally get. And I mean, kids like that, man, just like they just get a, a unique experience. And I mean, so Neil's just like really, he's doing it big, man. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's sure. that's a good person to have on your team. Yeah, and we got <laughs> and we got him because I mean, he's like one of the OGs who's just who's put it down. I mean, he's you know from the pro level to the to the am level to the pro level, and now like bringing up the next generation. Legend, I mean, legendary he, now. He, here's a guy who actually taught Sheckler how to skate. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and you know, and, and he just actually helped groom him. So, I mean, the dude knows what he's doing. We're psyched to have him on the team. We were yeah. watching him in the Transworld video. Was it First Love? Yeah. Yeah, he took the gnarly slam, but yeah. ooh, that was a scary oh, one. What's that? Feedback. Feedback. Yeah, it was feedback. feedback. Yeah, 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 gnarly. Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, and it's, the, the dude just, his heart's in the right place. You know, he loves skating, and, um, you know, he's been through some up and downs. And it's kind of like you said about all I need. Skateboarding is what pulled him out of like his darkest times yeah you know so we just definitely know that that brother had like um some struggles and we just wanted to be there for him and um just hype just to have him on the team that's right to be able to yeah. do that man and then we got uh, a couple other ams as well that are on the team uh, brian chapel um oh yeah i've yeah. heard of him too yeah, he, brian shreds. Chappell, he shreds he's from albuquerque new mexico we got Kristen flores he's a local kid that's out of san diego uh, Trayvon Allen, he's a kid from back east in Virginia, and um, and who else we got on the squad? Then we got Joel Oldis, he's another kid that's out in San Diego. So we're just reaching out and just getting those young rippers, yeah. you know, to basically just have their heart in the right place, and they just love skateboarding, and um, that's what we're working with. And the kids are actually out there having fun, and they rip. And uh, they got great attitude, so, yeah. That's perfect, man. That's That was, like, one of the main things when I look for riders for all I need, too, is just try to find people that are humble, that are trying to grow and learn and just better themselves through skateboarding. Like, 
just you know real recognize real so when you you when you dedicate your whole life and put it towards skateboarding and work towards it and love it and all that you find someone else who's doing that it's like you notice it quickly you're like ah this person same yeah. level it's just awesome. like you said real recognize real man. yeah exactly, absolutely you know and i mean you can relate better and i think like a lot of these kids they can relate better to like uh, a skater owned company yeah, nowadays for you know sure. What I'm saying? I mean, you've rode for you know World Industries when you got like guys that are in suits that are basically like calling on the shots. And I mean, now skateboarders coming back to that where the skateboarders are actually starting their own brands and their friends are pretty much like supporting it and riding for the brand. So I mean, that's we need more of that. Like, you know? yeah, I say it all the time, man. I think um, skateboarders themselves are the industry. So, anytime I hear someone complain about the industry, I'm like, well, you're not doing your job because <laughs> we are the industry. If you're if you're not teaching skate lessons, or if you're not building hype, if you're not keeping it going, then someone else is that's not a skateboarder. They're gonna take that spot. Mm-hmm. So. I don't complain about skateboarding. I just make it better, like, however I can. You know what I mean? Like, just build, work. You, you say it every time. Let's build. Just find ways to make it better and do cool things and just do our jobs as skateboarders, especially being, I'm 32. How old are you now? I'm 38. So, perfect. So, we're the older generation, and it's like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they go from sponsored, all that stuff. To okay, now you need to take charge. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like going from a kid to an adult. It's like if you don't become a leader and figure out a way to help other people get into skating and live their dreams and give back, then someone else will do it and they'll capitalize on it and maybe not do it the right way. Not do it the right way, man. You can't hate the hate the skater, you know, you gotta or hate the game I should say, you know, you just gotta get out there and be a leader. You gotta be an ambassador, you know, and bring these kids up. And like you said, if you don't do it, then you're going to have, like, Joe Smo that comes in and say, hey, I'm just going to try and do it my way, and then you're going to be bummed. Yeah. So like, step up, you know, and just make it happen. That's kind of what happened in skateboarding, I feel, is that um, skateboarders kind of let their guard down, and they let other people take it over, and then uh, it just kind of became about marketing schemes and shit like that. And when that happens, you know, those certain people make a lot of money because they market it to, like, an outside skateboard thing, but the the heart of skateboarding dies because there's not someone who's, like, you know, you brother putting his blood sweat and tears into the artwork yeah. and doing yeah. the contest skateboarders doing it the way it should be and mm-hmm. giving back and helping the skate shops and everything like that like it's it's not about a marketing scheme it's more about like just creating cool stuff yeah. and helping people and doing trips and just being creative and passionate and so uh, that's why skateboarders need to do it because we have a finger on the pulse of skateboarding yeah. and these dudes that want to come in and just buy their way in or just buy a brand or like i wrote like i wrote for world and even zoo and these brands are like made up of people they've been bought and sold so many times that they have to employ the right people because if they don't the brand's just gonna die yep. there's no there's no heartbeat so and that's kind of what happened with world was like you know they had right people employed but the people ahead above the skateboarders that were working in the office the dudes that knew nothing about skateboarding were making all the power moves and just kind of steering it in a weird direction where it wasn't doing it for love it was just like try to make money and that shit just dies eventually if that's all you're doing it for yeah and then when things start drying up it's just like where they are now yeah recession too that's the whole thing like recession hits and then um i i say this before it's like 
Recession hits. It sucks. I don't want people to lose money, but it's definitely going to show whose hearts are involved and who's going to build it back up. And that's mm-hmm. a key part right now. Like the homegrown brands are the ones who are going to build it back up and keep the kids stoked. That's why skate yeah. lessons are so crucial. If you're a pro skateboarder and you live near a skate park or an indoor park, outdoor park, or wherever you are, and you're not doing skate lessons, teaching these kids about the joy of skateboarding, and you're just letting them watch like whatever sports contest that it is and getting them like if you're not just like teaching them the actual art and passion and then uh getting to know each other then you're blowing it because if you do that then we can have cool brands and kids will appreciate it and like it all yeah you're exactly right and that's uh actually what i've been doing um as well on the side like you said i'm a hustler yeah you know? absolutely <laughs> so got a, uh, a lot of things going on and that's one of the things that i've been doing um uh we have skate lessons out here called SD Skate Life. Sick. You know, and I mean, we just got uh, got things set up with all the local skate parks where we just throw up some flyers and stuff. And uh, an Aura Skate Park as well, that's another one. Where we actually, like, throw up flyers and, you know, tell these kids, like, to meet up with us or have the parents sign them up. And we actually, like, show them how to have fun, like, skating. Yeah. You know, it's not all about the tricks or all about being the best or, you know, just, like, competition, but actually, like, enjoying it. And just seeing how much joy is given us. So you're exactly right. If you're not out there doing skate lessons and out there connecting with these kids, you're blowing it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and then that's why, like, I just, you can't complain about the state of skateboarding if you're not contributing. So, <laughs> um, all right, moving along. Moving, okay, I wanted to get into, um, I'm not sure which to go first. We either go Vox or Stealth first. It's your choice. Oh, man. Man. Which one came first? Which one came first was uh, Stealth. So okay, we'll there we'll stealth. go there. We'll go Stealth. <laughs> stealth Headwear started that. Um, stealth Headwear is a headwear company that me and my buddy Tim Martinez started. Started in 2010. And, uh, you know, we just kind of felt like um, it was a void missing for us where we could actually support support uh, skateboarders that are out there that are not that are kind of just getting left out yeah you know because there's so many skaters out there that are pretty much that are good and they just kill it and no one even knows about them yeah yeah. so absolutely. that's how we came up with the name stealth and um if you actually see it on our logo we have a little crown so basically like the whole um the whole idea behind it is just like a stealth plane is like searching like for intelligence missions or whatever we're out there searching just for like that underground dude that nobody actually like sees and kind of just sleeps on and then actually the crown is because we want to crown that guy Hell yeah. whether it's that kid that's at the skate park that's just having fun and he's never probably going to get hooked up he's probably never going to go pro or anything like that and we say you know what hats are something that are affordable something we can like uh, basically get creative with everyone wears like a hat or being or has worn one at one one time or point in their life so we say you know we can just walk up to someone just ripping whether it's a skater whether it's uh you know just a musician or something and we can crown them so that was the whole concept behind stuff where and i'm telling you man since we actually started it it's um it's really taken off for us and everything's like out of our pocket grassroots uh me and my buddy tim martinez we do it and we have uh uh, some sales reps that are actually out there to support us. Yeah. And um, 
it's pretty much, man, just all organically grown. Hell yeah. You know? You I, guys do a lot. Like, I, if you check the Instagram, um, is it Stealth Headwear, right? Yeah. At Stealth Headwear. At Stealth Headwear. That's our Instagram, you know. So we're out there doing, like, a lot of stuff, man, whether it's trying to sponsor contests, uh, just trying to uh, run contests for kids, have, like, art contests where kids can design hats. So, yeah. Sick. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff, man. It's, it's the biggest thing that we have uh, next year that we're going to be doing, we're doing this... Um, program is still coming together we got the concepts it's called um operation reach so so check it out this is basically what it is we're basically trying to get a thousand beanies made and what we're trying to do is get a thousand beanies made and just give it to like homeless people all across like the country because you gotta think you're from you're from the northeast it gets cold out there. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it gets cold out there. So we're trying to do this operation, operation reach program where we actually want to get like a thousand beanies made, and we want to send some back east so so skaters like guys like yourself can actually go out and just like give it out to like homeless people. Yeah, I got a guy that's in Chicago, and I told him about the plan, and he's like, you know what, I'm with it because people die every year just straight up being like. In the cold. And that's one thing that um, Stealth is all about is a brand that wants to give back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people think like, oh, skaters, you know, they just might start companies and they just kind of just do their own thing. But no, we're skaters that actually start our own brands, use their own money, come up with our own ideas, and now we want to, like, give back. So that's that's, um, that's a project we're starting in 2015. You'll hear more about it. You'll be able to see more about it on the website. And we're just trying to just raise some money so we can actually give these beanies away. Hell yeah! Keep so, me in the loop. Keep you in the loop. I know tons of dudes in New Bedford that need need hey, beanies. Even if it's not even somebody that's homeless, it might be somebody that that's not homeless that just can't afford something. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it might just be some dude that's just like some kid that just can't afford like you know, like clothes. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? So we just want to hook them up. So it's just stuff like that. We, we uh, know. what I did uh, this summer was uh, I went to uh, my nephew. He lives in uh, Plymouth and. Uh, he lives in Algonquin Heights, which is the projects there. And uh, I always go there to see my sister and my nephew. And uh, I noticed there's like a little um, basketball court there. Mm-hmm. And there was a few skateboarders there. Mm-hmm. I went and said hi. And I had, whatever I had in my car, I just like kind of took out stickers and old shirts and I like, gave it to them. And they're stoked. And then my nephew kept being like, he's like, oh, you got to come back. You got to come back. The kids are like so hyped and they want to skate with you. So I just did like... um. Like, I just told my nephew, I was like, tell them all I'm coming this day, and we're going to do, like, a skate jam. So I just went there. We had a flat bar, picnic table. I brought a bunch of skate stuff to give out and, like, just hooked them all up. And these kids, like, they're living in, you know, they're in the projects. Like, they don't have extra income at the moment, you know what I mean? So it's like that would be a perfect person to hook up with some stealth stealth gear and help them out. And uh, those kids love skateboarding. It was so rad skating with them. They were very appreciative and humble. And we skated for, like... Two hours and then I had to go, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that might be the, the connect. You that's know, that's what I'm saying. Those kids in the hood, you know what I mean. And it's just like a lot of them, they could get into, you know, drugs and gangs or whatever, you know. So they pick up a board, you know, and then they actually have something that they can put like that, that, that energy and that passion into. And um, man, especially like when you're hood, they're trying to escape all that stuff. Yeah, you absolutely. know. So when you go in there, you're hooking them up. You like skating with them and just like just taking that time, dude. Those kids don't forget that. 
Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. that was what it was for me. Like growing up, I, I literally moved to New Bedford and I was living in the projects across from the high school. And I met JV, and he was so nice to me. And at my my house and my home was so turbulent and full of like violence and shit. I just didn't want to get involved in at 13 mm. so that when i met those dudes and i saw their world like that's what blew me in my mind about skateboarding was they had a whole world where everyone was involved and they were from all different walks of life there's like didn't matter if they were cool like it was just everyone skated there's different people and they all had they were all part of it and yeah. i was like this is amazing yeah. and then they're all learning stuff and like and then they just welcomed me in and that was so cool because yeah. like i was just a little angry kid and I just looked like a little... <laughs> I you looked, looked like a little yeah, 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 I was. And they were so nice to me, man. And it's just like, they didn't judge me. They just let me in. And then it changed my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. so cool. And I think skateboarding... And that's right, you're going to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's the plan. Um, you know, we're probably going to... You know, put together some stuff that you'll see, like, uh, you know, whole GoFundMe Go deal. And I think... Like, Sick. That's a good way. Yeah, so we're going to do it like that so we can actually raise the money. And we're going to film... Um, like my buddy up in Chicago, you know, he's actually going to film when he's giving out these beanies yeah. to like homeless people, whoever needs it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want to make any money off of it at all. We just want to basically like just show like, hey, look, you know what? We're a small brand and we actually want to give back. You know, a lot of people like they'll start brands and sometimes I look and I'm like, cool, like, you know, you're doing your thing, but what's your mission statement? What's your purpose? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, with us, we at least want to show, like, hey, look, we can make some cool stuff. We can hook up some people. We can keep our thing going. And we can actually, like, help some people. So Hell, yeah. Plan. yeah. Yeah. That's very cool, man. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say uh, I skate for stealth. <laughs> skate for stealth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when we started it, um, you were, like, one of the first dudes, man, like, that I really thought about. Because, I mean, you know, back east and, you know, killing it. And just from where you come from, I remember... Me and you being on a, uh, a FKD trip. Yeah, hell yeah. And, and I mean, you were just like, you know, just this dude, you know, that was just like in his hood, just skating, just having fun, just putting it down. And I just said, that's dudes need to be hooked up. Hell yeah. You know I mean, dudes like that. So, um, yeah, man. And I just said, well, you know, I want to I hook this dude up, man. He deserves it. And you were like, yeah, send some hats. Hell you yeah. Know? And it's just like that. We can't, like, pay the mortgage. We can't pay that car payment and all that stuff that, like, all these brands do. But, you know, what? we just want to, like you said, real, recognize real. Yeah. So we yeah. just want to hook our head up and just say we appreciate all you do. Hell, yeah. And I, and I appreciate it. And I like building with you guys because then, you know, the more we all do and I have my brands and we build together, it's like West Coast meets East Coast and we just help support each other, which That's is it. rad. That's it. Uh, it's a cool position to be in. And, uh and what do they say? West Coast, East Coast, worldwide, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, okay, so I kind of want to move into um, where we're at right now. So this is Oceanside still? Or where are we? Uh, we're at Vista. Vista. We're at, Vista. We're at the, uh, the Box Footwear headquarters. And uh, I've basically been working with Box Footwear for um, two years. And uh, these guys actually approached me. They were looking for... Um, Sales manager, basically to, to come in and, and to help, uh, you know, get some new uh, refreshing blood as far as, like, a sales team, like, you know, around the country and uh, build this thing back up. Vox is a core uh, core skate shoe brand, and, uh, you know, we're small, 
and uh, we're all about skateboarding and that's the purpose of this brand is support skateboarding and uh so yeah been here two years and uh it's been some you know some challenges but you know what we're at the point now where we're we got a, a good product we got like uh some solid guys behind us and uh you know things are just going to get better in the future yeah i'm checking out the shoes man and they all look really awesome and i know timmy was skating the cody uh cody yeah. mac right yeah, he was skating the cody mcintyre's shoe you know cody mcintyre's shoe just came out and um it kind of resembles, you probably know this, yeah. uh, OG Mark Johnson shoe. Yeah, we have said <laughs> that. OG, and, and a lot of people are like, Mark Johnson shoe? And it's like his old America Mark Johnson shoe, which was a top seller, you know, for America. So his shoe like kind of looks like that, but actually Cody's shoe says um, a CM on it for Cody McIntyre. And, you know, the shoe's just low cut. It's just clean. It's just simple. Cody loves it, kills it in the shoe. And, um, yeah, it's been doing pretty good. That's right, man. I, I really liked, um, I liked the, um, there was a segments you guys did. <coughs> I believe it was on Ride Channel. Maybe I'm tripping. But it was like, um, you were kind of giving back to the skate shops and their riders. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Actually, um, what we were doing, it was on Ride Channel. So, you know, yeah, you definitely got that right. And, uh, we were called, it was called, uh, the Back End Project. Yeah. And basically, it's like we did it in each state, like uh, back in Texas, back in Minnesota, back in Virginia. And basically, what we wanted to do is get those kids that were in that area to basically, we would go out, film them, skate with them, film their spots, and put those kids in the video because we were back in their scene. We were back in them. Um, nowadays, you see videos where the brands put out their riders and put out their guys. And the kids kind of actually get to see, like, you know, dudes rip and do their thing. But we just kind of wanted to flip it and just, like, put the kids in the video. Yeah. Put their friends in the video. And, um, you know, we would send one pro out uh, to actually go out and skate with the kids. And he would skate their town, skate their spots. And, I mean, kids, like, love that. Kids loved it. So, yeah, we did that, and, uh, man, it was a success. That's know? so cool that you sent a pro out to go shred with these dudes. That's fucking, that's like, especially in some of those areas, like you're saying, I mean, you came from Virginia, and I, where I grew up, there wasn't many pros. So, like, damn, to have a pro come out and just skate with you and be able to film you and stuff, that, like, seems like a dream for some yeah, of these yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 we would send out, a, you know, Jordan Hoffer, we would send out Cody McIntyre, we would send out, you know, one of our, one of our AM guys, Brian Chappell, we would send out... One of the box team guys, I mean, you know, you go out to, these guys will go out to the middle of Oklahoma to skate with these kids in their spot. I mean, kids are just hyped. Yeah, and, then they're, and then on top of that, our filmer would be filming them, you yeah. know, to put in our video. And, I mean, kids were all about it. I mean, we did it in Texas, Oklahoma. We did it in uh, uh, Atlanta. We did it in Virginia, like a lot of spots, and kids were really digging it. That's yeah, right. Really digging it. So it went it went off well, and, uh, you know, I mean, little Timmy, he's probably not going to make it in, you know, uh, uh, one of these newer videos that will come out and everybody's going to see. But you know what? He got his time to shine in uh, Absolutely. one of those videos. So, Gro- growing yeah. up, my buddy and I always wanted to get in 4 and one and that was like our goal. We're like, if we can get in a 4 and one we fucking made it. Yeah, yeah it's like we made it. <laughs> he made it. He made it. I did it. <laughs> it took me a long time. Yeah, yeah. He got in first, and it was like a frontside flip, like grab on a quarter pipe. And <laughs> Who's your buddy? Uh, my homie Dale, Dale Raymond, the kid who got me into skating, he did a kickflip and blew my mind. And then... Uh, 
he got into a foreign one somehow. I can't remember. It was like they came out to the East Coast, and to us that was the biggest thing. It's like yeah, we didn't yeah. even know about the industry, you know. Yeah, so when yeah. they came out, we saw a foreign one. Where our minds were blown, and then he got in the video, and it was like that made that made his life. Like he's a chef now. He still skates, but like, and he had aspirations of being a pro skateboarder and all that stuff. Never panned out, you know. He did other. He, life took him in different directions, but he still has the fact that he was in, in that four one, <laughs> and he got in before me. He got in there, yeah, yeah. He can hold that one on you. He yeah, it's so red, man. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, this thing flies by. We're already at forty minutes in. Um, I guess, like, I'll give you kind of a chance to plug and plug anything you want, or thank anyone, or if there's anything you wanted to talk about. Anything coming up or? Uh, pretty much, you know, we talked about the, um, you know, the the, the project. Uh, oh, with stuff. With stuff. Yep. So you know, we got that going. Um, you know, as far as on the Vox side of things, you know, we got a uh, a couple good projects that'll be coming up where we're actually doing projects, just like we said with like shop flow kids, like around the country, where we're actually going to be having them sending the footage and we're going to be putting those kids out there. It's all about us just trying to give back and. You know, just build up some some of those guys and give them a chance. You know, yeah. so that's what we're doing with that. Uh, with the, on the box side of things and the stealth side of things, I told you about that. With Vox, you did. Um, I've been noticing you guys were doing because actually a lot of the people that listen to my podcast are people that work at shops or shop owners. I noticed you did. Um, you're doing like collabs. You did one with Max Hesh. With yeah, that's, that's another program that we've been doing. It's um, it's a shop collab program, and we actually have. Uh, Two of our shoe models are the specific for that shop collab, um, small minimums. And we did that because we want, like like you said, core shops like Max Hesh, um, just so many shops that we've done it with, uh, just to have something that's special. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, something that's special, something that's theirs, something that's, you know, um, especially for the small core shop, they have to, you know, it's challenging for them to fight against like the big chain stores so we want to give them something that's special to them and uh, yeah that's so crucial like yeah it, real crucial so because for them to do that on their own is almost impossible yeah to it's get almost a shoe. impossible yeah. you know so we actually you know been doing these shoes and the thing about it is we actually do it right here and uh and on site inbox in a warehouse so, so you know we just do that for them and uh, they get to create the artwork they get to do the whole deal and a lot of these shops are having really good success with it. Something with their name on it, and they're a core shop, and we can collab on them with them. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So yeah, that that um, that program has been taken off, and now we're looking to do that with with smaller brands. So I don't know. We might see a, a, a all I need box yeah. collab up in the future. We were talking about yeah, it. We were man. talking <laughs> about that. So we want to do it with like smaller brands because, uh, like I said, boxes. You know, just a a core brand. It's all about like skateboarding. So we want to uh, partner up with like core skaters, you know, yeah. skater owned brands. And I mean, so that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, all that's coming up for 2015. Um, looking to do uh, man for myself personally, um, just skateboarding, man. Hell yeah. Just skateboarding, just enjoy life, and uh, you know, just keep just inspiring these kids. I mean, I believe that um, that each each and uh, each and every one of us, God put us on this 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 planet not just to serve ourselves, but to go out and help people, yeah. inspire people. You know what I mean? I truly believe that. And 
I know that you've probably reached a lot of kids out there and inspired them. You know, I know what type of dude you are. I know that there's a lot of kids out there you probably touched in some way where you either hooked them up with a board, went to a demo, probably signed an autograph and did something. So it's all about just, just being positive, and I just want to do more of that in 2015, try and uh, – get these brands actually to uh, the brands that I'm working on to support more of these kids out there and just support more shops and just uh, do our part in skateboarding. Hell yeah, man. It's so important. We need more people out there that are building and working towards that, man. And, and I really think I completely agree 100%. Just give back, you know. And I, it's the whole idea with all I need and everything we do is like, I mean, just this trip alone, we're actually on AIN Cali Tripping right now, the hashtag. So you guys can follow along on Instagram, Facebook. But like Billy Drown, it's his first time in California. Dan McStank, Dan McGrath, he's like the <laughs> filmer. He never been to Cali either. So like, I don't know. To me, it's like I every dollar I make off of all I need goes right back into like doing trips with the homies and like we've already had memories that are going to stick with us when we go back to the snow you know and the guys are killing it too yeah for real killing it (laughs) you know i mean it's they've been skating every day and having fun and just positive attitudes and He's just having a good time, man. When Steve Rodriguez from Fibro hooked me up and he sent me, he literally sent me from the projects to Japan. And, like, that changed my life. And that was just that dude, like, (laughs) (laughs) for real. And he took me and he just was like, here you go. Here's your trip. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it, you know. And I I wasn't bringing any value to Fibro. I was just some little kid that he was hooking up. like, And he just flew me to Japan and let me do that. And it was like. That always stuck with me. I was like, that dude just did that for me. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah. benefit him at all. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I don't know. If I love, I want to like trust me. I want to make money in skateboarding and with brands and stuff. But that's not the what. That's not what fuels the fire. Yeah. What fuels the fire is the artwork on the boards, like watching kids ride it, mm-hmm. the trips, the memories, the traveling, like their first time coming to Cali, like. Yeah. You get it, you know, because you do it too. So it's like, it's not like profits, you know, you want profit because you want to keep doing it, but it's for the right reason. And it's it's so cool, man. And I'm hyped that you were on the show. Yep. And uh, if if, uh, shops or anybody out there want to reach you, what's the easiest way? Like uh, social media or how? Social media, you know, they get uh, stealth headwear. You know, I mean, it's pretty much uh, me and my buddy, we pretty much, we're all on that thing. Sick. Kids, same thing. You know, you see something you like. Um, you see something you want to get from us, you know, a hat, you got some ideas, reach out to us. Same thing with the shops, you know. Um, you know, we're down to support core shops, you know. And, and help them build and anything that we can do, contests, anything like that, you got something going on, um, we're down to, you know, to support. Hell yeah. At Stealth Headwear, Rod, you're the man. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks again. It. You're the man too. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thank you for listening, guys. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Download the show on iTunes. I, you're already listening to it, so but uh, leave a comment, please, and, and rate as well. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time, man. Peace. Experience the train of hot boy. Come on, experience rocking with the reflection.